When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Muscle memory. You got this. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. I'm Jimmy. I'm your host of the show. And uh, joining me as always is Dan. Hi, I'm still here. And Eric. <laughs> Pretty much here. I think. I don't know what Dan's laughing at. We just started the show. Oh, That's right. I mean, uh, we've been here in this room ever since our last episode that you listened to. Before we get to the show today, before we get to our guest, we have very special guests today. Or not. <laughs> uh, before we get to our guests, I would like to well, discuss if, a couple. I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away here. But if New Bob does cancel on us, I know a couple people who can fill in. Okay. Are they also named Bob? Uh, yeah, Mr. Chapek is what you mean. Yeah. Okay. New Bob, right. because we're friends. New Bob. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You got his number. Yeah, finally I, found I it. figured it out. Yes. <laughs> you, you pushed all the numbers uh, yes. and you finally got it. Not at once, because that doesn't work. No. Um, <laughs> you but I do want to co- <laughs> cover a tuple, couple of topics. Um, one about the Disney World annual passes, just briefly, because it's old news and nobody cares. Uh, and then also I want to discuss Dan's trip to Disneyland. Now it's, it's atypical because he went for four days <laughs> he, he, in a row. He wanted to go for five days, but his, his psyche could not handle it. Like he, he was actually going to go ride Hunter Mansion holiday the day it opened. Just for, for you listeners. For the show, for us. But. Even our show is not important enough or significant enough for him to go a fifth consecutive day. So we're going to talk about that. Um, But before we do, so annual passes, which they don't call, I mean, they call them annual passes at Disney World, but they don't call them what they used to be, gold, silver, diamond, whatever. Right. Which, of course, those make sense because it has a value system. (laughs) It's true. You're very true. Like, like there was a whole episode of the... uh, podcast the ride yeah. about it and they were just very angry about the naming system because none of it means anything like <laughs> it's, it's the dream key what does that mean like you know the wish key it just none of it means anything not unlike the increda pass which <laughs> if you're not an, if you're not a florida resident or a vacation club member that's the only one you even can know about like if you go on their website and go under the annual pass program the only thing that lists is the increda pass which is a simple, it really is a simplification, but at least before with Walt Disney World, there were what two passes you could get if you were out of state. Right. There was, yeah. it, they never had that same bevy of choices like California. Yes. Yeah, so the Increda Pass, very similarly priced to the Dream Key, I believe, is $1,300. I have that. I have, the, I have the Dream Key. You have the Dream Key. Yes, yes. you do. So that one for all guests is $1,300 plus tax. There's no blackout days. You can get up to five days of reservations. 
And then there's the Sorcerer Pass, which is next. There's the step down. It's $900, only available to Florida residents and vacation club members like Eric and I. Most days, you know, I got a dream it's not game. all. And what? I got it. You have your brags. I have mine. You have D- okay. DVC. I have a dream key. <laughs> you have a dream key. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Pirate Pass, which is just for Florida <laughs> residents, and then the Pixie Pass. <laughs> yeah. So, again, is, none of it. It's the dumbest thing. <laughs> now, the Incredipass, I mean, that works, right? It's it's incredible, okay. and it's, okay. you know, I mean. I want the lap bar pass. <laughs> <laughs> there really, yeah, there really isn't any, there, there's no, there's no tier implied by any of these things. <laughs> That's correct, yeah. I think I could justify the Incredipass. But yeah, why not the pan pass or, you know, some other <laughs> alliterative thing, right? The grim grinning pass. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The doom pass. <laughs> doom buggy. There you go. We're just adding more layers here. This is good. Call up I called new Bob. <laughs> the, the doom buggy pass is only available to Florida residents and it's only for the haunted mansion. Like, that's the only thing you can do. O- only for the haunted mansion and free mini golf. <laughs> Ooh. no water parks that's right well i will say that's that the, the one mountain pass <laughs> so what's kind of chickeness about this is it, as a florida resident excuse me as a dvc member we used to be able to get an annual pass for most days you know not the busy days which we would want to go to anyway in the summer or spring break or whatever and it was six hundred dollars per person and it included photo pass mm-hmm now, the best I can do is $900 per person. So I'm paying $300 more per pass and I don't get photo pass. I have to pay $100 for photo pass. So now I'm paying $400 more than I was before. And by the way, when I told my wife that about the Disney Genie and, and um, Lightning Lane, she's like, that's it. I'm done. We're not going to Disney anymore. That's it. Wow. <laughs> And then I immediately booked a five five night two bedroom villa at Bay Lake Tower for she can't May. Be serious about that? Well, it's but you only need the photo pass on one of the passes, right? Oh, I suppose that's true. Yeah, and that's isn't the five the five reservations in advance? It feels like someone in some meeting somewhere was just like, "Well, we can't have it be six because that's just exactly the same. We have to change yeah, it exactly. somehow." <laughs> Something. I mean, it's very similarly tiered, similarly stupidly named. Uh, but anyway, so that same day that, that she wrote off Disney Parks was the same day that immediately I booked five nights at Bay Lake Tower, two bedroom villa facing the Magic Kingdom. And at and then, so it was like, you know, I got this just in case, you know, just in case you change your mind. It's in May. And later she's like, you know what? Uh Oh, mm-hmm. do we lose Eric? I think just the camera's off or something. No. We lost him. Mm-hmm. Should we keep going and just wait for him to come back? Oh, and he's back. Hey. So anyway, the time that, so she's like, okay, here's what I'll say. We can rent out points as DVC members. You can rent the points or rent the vacation. And at the going rate, of Disney Vacation Club points to rent to non-owners, we could rent that five-night stay for $6,000. Mm. Holy cow. So she's like, let's sell the thing, not sell the timeshare, but sell that week, 
and take that money and go to Japan and do Tokyo Disney. Oh, wow. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm on board for that. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be okay. that's a that's going to be a very special episode right there. Exactly. That's I mean, that 6 grand, that can get us on flights, that can get yeah. us tickets. I mean, we could pay for the whole vacation with that, right? Yeah. Is Eric back cuz I don't see or hear him? He's back. Oh, okay. But, to me. But I, oh. we're in that position now yeah. where I can't hear um we're probably going to have Dan. to start a new But apparently yeah, I, I don't see his waveforms either. Um, I'm going to restart. Should I restart too? Do we just start a new recording? I guess we could. This is, well, it just started on there. It's at zero. It's at 10 seconds. Huh. Well, here. Your attention, please. <laughs> Hi there. This is Michaela, and we're back with another look into the Ears Up Podcast Universe with TSR Homeroom. Over at Scraping the Vault, the journey into substandard animated film continues with Lilo and Stitch 2. I hope Stitch has a female friend who I can identify with and buy merchandise of. Because I'm a real girl who is cool. And real. The episode of The Supreme Resort you are currently listening to is about 17 hours long. So buckle up, buttercup. These three old guys really like to hear themselves talk about Disneyland. And that's totally normal. Right? There is a weird smell coming out of the trailer where they record the Bantha Milk podcast and they have about a week of Uber Eats deliveries piling up. I hope they are okay. Ears Up and Ears Up in Depth are still going on strong as Jason's Google News feed seems to still be entertaining for enough people to keep the lights on. Well that's about it. I'm going on a trip to Aspen with my family next month so my friend Asher might need to take over then. Until next time, stay cool. And real. And as always, go Mustangs. All right, great. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Should we assume that we have a recording of what we did previously? It looked like things had uploaded, yes. Okay. So my wife has written off Disney. We're going to pay, we're going to Tokyo at the end. Have a nice day. Um, are you gonna use your Waltz Chili Pass for the trip? <laughs> 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 the weenie pass. The weenie pass. Which, by the way, would be good. Whoever, <laughs> whoever is out there claiming copyright on our our merchandise, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, evidently, <laughs> um, somebody removed the churro shirt and the weenie shirt off of the Etsy page because of copyright. <laughs> yeah, we paid someone to make that logo. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> And yeah, if you're the Sims resource and you're complaining about us, I have words because I know how you run your business. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's back up now. As far as I can tell, it's on the page. Um, you know, they're not flying off the shelves necessarily, but, you know, we're moving through them. So for those of you who are listening who said they would buy a weenie shirt, um, now's your <laughs> chance. Support local artists, Natalie designed the shirt and every shirt she gets money for selling so please support our uh contributors and if you are uh complaining about it i will cease and desist you yes um <laughs> so yeah when we go to tokyo we'll probably use our people mover pass <laughs> that's good yeah, That's I good. like that one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, do you have any other thoughts on annual passes, why they don't call them annual passes anymore? I think it's probably because <laughs> everyone now has to hedge their bets and 
assume that it's possible that like time will go on hold at any given moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the reality is as of recording that the coronavirus pandemic is worse now than it's ever been in a lot of places. Mm hmm. But collectively, we've just said, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, not we, like, you know, obviously we still are respectful, you know, vaccinated, but also we can still pass it along, turns out. And there's enough people who are not vaccinated and refuse to be so. And children yeah. can't be vaccinated and they can get sick and they're getting sick more often now. I don't know if it's time for Eric's scientician spotlight, but. So what you're saying is that basically a bunch of Disney execs got together and they got halfway through the process and said, you know what? I don't I don't care what you name it. Just <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, pick pick a name. Just pick it. Which ones? These ones? Cool. Glenn they just said look it. around the room at the portraits on the wall like there's Sorcerer Mickey, Sorcerer Pass. <laughs> well, and the ones at Disneyland are like they pull from that same like bucket of magical words that mm -hmm. like they <laughs> full from and it's just like it's like a child at like a salad bar where it's just like i like ranch i also like chocolate pudding <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't they call it like buy merch pass yeah or just call it like the i'm privileged <laughs> and i'm willing yeah. to show it off yeah uh yeah, yeah and i i th i I personally believe this is not a joke. I personally believe that they came out and said, we're doing away with our annual pass holder program and they can't call it an annual pass holder program because they said they did away with it. So this is, Oh them saying, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's not an annual pass. It's a dream key. That's not an annual pass. It's not called that. It's a dream key. And it's probably with a dream exactly key, that. you can come any day. You can the unlock the magic and the ability for your brain to start making memories now. Yeah, the enchant key. <laughs> anyway, um, I do like the I, I, what is it the the imagine key imagine. is the lowest one. Yeah, I, I like imagine I like if that you could because, afford a yeah, dream exactly. Key. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if you had a real key, and this is imagine not if you me. Were a total loser. <laughs> Look, I'm joking when I brag that I have a dream key. I really yeah. do, but I hate those people. So. <laughs> But yeah, imagine if you could actually imagine you could visit Disneyland on a weekend. <laughs> yeah, imagine the enchant key. It's like it's just it's just tickling you enough. And you can tell by the <laughs> hand motions I'm doing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to enchant you. <laughs> and then believe key is like you can believe that you have a real pass. <laughs> That's right. But. You can only dream of you're living the dream when you have a dream day <laughs> mm -hmm. and free parking. That's right. Uh, I wonder because uh, so a car has two axles typically and four wheels. I wonder if you got the uh, uh, the believe key. It's half parking. What if I brought a motorcycle? That's half a car. Does that count? Can I get it? It's for true. It is. I, I there's only one way to find out. You I buy the so. you buy the belief key. Buy the then motorcycle. You, go, you buy the motorcycle, <laughs> and you take both of them out here to California. Mm -hmm. <laughs> put on your argumentative hat. Yes. Go put on. I your have one. Korean I have it for hat. you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you can, and then <laughs> you can spend all day yelling at them <laughs> at the parking structure. <laughs> 
it's and, just half a car. And then you go it's, pee, and then you pee in a cup at <laughs> New oh, Orleans no. Square. Wouldn't be my first time. Or <laughs> um so yeah. Anyway, so Dan, yes. you bought a dream key. So I <laughs> those of you following the saga of my admission strategies <laughs> know that <laughs> I got the three day Southern California uh pass like a week before they, before they announced the keys right he's like a sucker um and i booked my I, bu- I booked my stay through concierge of course um shh don't say it. objection <laughs> um i booked my <laughs> I booked it through concierge and um then they came out with the keys and i'm like oh well i i'm doing this trip just to like take the week off before School starts again because, as you know, I work in the education industry. Um, and uh, so I did that and I, I figured, well, I'm I'm going to get the key anyway. So I may as well go that Monday and that Friday and spend five days <laughs> at Disneyland because it's it, look, a lot of it was good, but um, most of it was good. And you're not supposed to be there for five days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in a row before we turn this into that thing that sometimes happens on the show where it's like, Oh, I sniff blood in the water. That, that means that D- Disney world's better. Ha ha. It's like, no, it's, it's not designed to be a five day experience. That's true. <laughs> So, yes. Yeah, it's true. First day. So you went and. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah for, I, I want to talk. I, you know, you have things to say. I'm sorry I'm cutting you off. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I. No, keep keep me honest. A couple of things I want to touch on <laughs> is. So you go for you go for five consecutive days or that was the plan. That's the plan. And you are there at a historic time. Oh, yeah. Because it was empty wait times. Yeah. Yeah. The wait times were insane. Like, I mean, insanely short. Like, we're talking like 20 minutes. So the wait lines were so insanely short that I approached a cast member outside of Peter Pan because, of course, I'm going to write it. And I saw that it was a 25 minute wait. Mm, as like to the middle of the day. 60, right. 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 And, and at the middle of the day. And I said, look, I've been here for three days. And I know what I'm about to say is ridiculous, but is there a time that it could be shorter? (laughs) 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 She just looks at me like, that is insane, but like, we're all feeling it. She's like, I don't know, come back during the fireworks, maybe, because they're not really fireworks right now. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I was there the first day that they tried this uh, experiment where they took the fireworks out of Mickey. Mickey's Mix Magic yeah, and just did projections that. and they yep. didn't tell anybody. Oh, oh. So I was ready to watch this show, right? And I'm at Main Street and I'm overhearing like, well, I'm in the phone, no fireworks, no fireworks. And then like guest service people are like, well, it's going to be projections. And then I looked around and there were like way more crowd control people out than I've ever seen. And mm. I was just like, oh no, these people are here to be like fresh meat. And I booked it. (laughs) Wow. Part of me wants to see this, but 
I don't want to see this because I knew. Oh, yeah. No, I knew as soon as someone saw like no fireworks, it would be like it would be like it would be like light magic level complaint. Like just. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Those of you who don't know, light magic was a short lived summer only parade system. You got to watch it on YouTube. You have to watch it on YouTube. YouTube. It's amazing. It was the answer to the electrical parade. (laughs) It was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I should really watch it someday. The music sounds nice, but then as I've you said before, I, I'm not. I, I was never. I've seen the Main Street Electrical played parade plenty um, at Walt Disney World, and so I have affection for it. But I don't have that same Disneyland connection where uh-huh. they turn it around. They say we're going to do something even better, <laughs> and it's not. You you have to. If you anyone listening, I mean, if you're listening to this show, you were in you're in the subject enough already like if you're still listening you need to watch the youtube of light magic it is amazing (laughs) like i watched it probably 30 times because i was working that show you got frightening pixies you have Mm -hmm. weird river dance because that was a thing at the time oh yeah (laughs) flickery projections because that was a thing at the time really 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 just thrown together but really committed to story and then at the end just the most vague sense of like believe and wonder like they're just pulling out from that bucket they're like ah Mm -hmm. chocolate pudding ranch dressing jello green beans (laughs) they did they did pay homage to the electrical parade they played the showcase showdown (laughs) <laughs> the Baroque Hoedown. <laughs> the Baroque Hoedown. That's what I said. <laughs> Which may as well have been the showcase showdown the way they did it. <laughs> yeah, right. it's one of those homages where like the uh what what's the new one? Paint the night or lick the Paint magic, the night, yeah. taste the, <laughs> the rainbow. The rainbow. Uh sponsored by Skittles. <laughs> they do an homage to it that is actually you hear it, you're like, oh, that's nice. But then mm-hmm. this one is just like it's like Someone took your favorite like childhood stuffed animal and just punched it in the face. <laughs> it's like, see, look, you love this. They just strangle it, throw a limb off of it. Uh, so let's back up to the the fireworks thing because they've done this before, where they've done the shows without fireworks. Yeah, uh, it was. I guess I'm wondering, are they just trying to go back to, hey, the crowd levels are too low. We're not going to spend $100,000 on fireworks tonight. I don't think it's even that level of thought about it. I think it's we can get away with this. So <laughs> so there's something I've noticed, and I actually confirmed this in the way that you can confirm things without really, you know, people have a way of saying things without saying them. Like in certain positions. somebody took a poop in the yes, lobby. Yes, like that. Kind of situation. Yes. I, I, I've been sort of seeing these things happening and I've worked in a corporate situation where like a new management structure gets put into place and you kind of get this feeling of, oh, these, this vision does not include me and it doesn't include any recognition of like where we have been, it's just purely where we're going. And I feel like this is what's happening right now, at least at Disneyland, where like they're just kind of throwing the guest service people out there and saying like, mm. just you, you figure it out, which is new. 
you know, before it was like, we have this very definite sort of like, this is what's going to happen. And this is what's going to happen. We're going to back it up with, you know, an announcement every five minutes of ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, Mickey ran out of fireworks tonight. So yeah. do not expect fireworks. <laughs> but instead, it's just like, let's throw a bunch of, <clears throat> you know, fairly new guest service people out into the meat grinder and they'll handle it. And yeah, interesting. There's just a lot so, of that going on that I've seen. So okay. Um, so and you're there for you're there for five days. Spoiler: yeah. four days. Yeah. Um, and you are alone. Yes, right? I'm alone. But that's, so I, well, I want to hear about that. Th- well, okay. I like going to Disneyland by myself. Not that I'm like, no, you can't come with me. But like, it's just something I've done. Um, I don't know if I need to say that I'm a big weirdo if you listen to anything that I'm involved with, but I am. Um, and it's not weird for me, but now that you asked me that question, what do you want to know? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I, I don't know our entire listener base, but I, I know myself and I tried to go one time by myself and I made it about an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. I just couldn't. And I was, I was, it was on my way to my, I was in Orlando and I was called by my company to fly to Tokyo and they, for a business meeting and I had a stopover in Los Angeles and I made the stopover eight hours so that I could go to Disneyland. So Mm -hmm. I was at magic kingdom on a Friday, Disneyland on a Saturday and Tokyo Disneyland on a Sunday. Huh? Well, Well, that's uh, cool enough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was was very excited about that. That was, that was, you know, and I took a picture in front of the partner statue at each park. Um, But I just couldn't, like I had six hours that I could have been there, but I just, I walked around. It was incredibly crowded. I didn't ride anything. I just walked around. I was like, this is weird. I can't, that's not weird. It was just lonely. Well, okay. That's interesting because, and that actually kind of fits with what I know about or what I assume about how you go to the parks, which is. I feel like you like to watch or facilitate someone else enjoying this thing that you love. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Where with me, it's like, I'm in it. I I mean, I can do that too, but like I have, I think a really personal connection to, especially to Disneyland. uh, And we can get into the dad connection and stuff, which is going to probably come up more and more. Yeah. We can go over, we can touch it later, but um, I think, for me, it's like most of the time, especially because the weights were so low, was like me doing a thing that I wanted to do, like an attraction, and then like just sitting in a shady spot for a while until some inspiration hit. It's very, it's for me, it's a very meditative sort of thing. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I could see it. I, I think you're right. I think I just have a mental block on. I need to be experiencing these things with other people and or sharing my knowledge or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, but it, it, if you go in mentally going, this is my church or this is my you know happy place or whatever, being by yourself on a bench might actually be cathartic. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going back on September 18th, which is two days ago. Yes. Yes. And how was that? It was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Um, and, and the other thing I want to talk about, cause we need to get to our guests, but, um, the other thing I want to talk about is we've all over the course of the pandemic, <laughs> most of us uh-huh. have not, despite the fact that we have had nothing but time, have not taken that time to get on the treadmill. 
Yes. Um, and, and you're not an exception to that. I am right? not. So first day was fine because I was mostly, it was like a half day for the most part. And then for about two and a half hours, I was in a, uh, collaborate session for a class that I'm in. Those of you taking online classes know that that's a ridiculous amount of time. But anyway, um, so I'm, I'm fine there. And then halfway through the second day, I'm experiencing uh, a tingly stinging sensation in the thigh air. Yes. Chafing is what they call it. Um, I wouldn't describe that as tingly usually, but sure. Nope. It's spicy tingly. <laughs> it's tingly like a habanero is tingly. Like a little tahine salt. It's like tahine <laughs> salt grinding against my skin. Um, and I thought, I okay, this is bad, and I'm exhausted, and I'm sweaty and weird and gross. So I'm leaving the park, and I... I then go to Walgreens. I'm a fat person. It occurs to me I am now a fat person. And I'm saying this in a, I, I want to make it clear this is a supportive thing yes. <laughs> because a lot of people have experienced this. I still have the personality that I have, so it might come off a certain way. But, like, it sucks. <laughs> 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 and yeah. so I go to the Walgreens across from the, the other, the CVS. So you know where I stayed yes. um, <laughs> on my way to the hotel that I booked through Contios.com. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, as I'm going there, I'm looking up like chafing prevention or chafing, like soothing ointment for my chafing. You know, just the most mm-hmm. like searches I've never thought to do before. <laughs> never thought you'd ever have to do that. <laughs> And and then I go to Walgreens and I'm like, I'm looking around and I'm finally like, ah. excuse me, where's your chafing section? No, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Cause I was like, <laughs> I got, the, I don't want to have to, but I'm looking around. I don't see anything. And I'm, I, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm in Walgreens with my phone looking up 10 best ways to <laughs> treat chafing. <laughs> and I'm, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow has her best method Good. and oh, yeah, yeah, all of this stuff. And I'm like, uh, I can't find any of them. So I will go to the, the worker there. I'm like, um, do you want the fun version of the question or do you just want the question? <laughs> She's like, hit me with the fun version. I'm like, so I got really fat. <laughs> 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 now was this let, let's set the, did you just approach random person in the random employee in the aisles or did you yeah. go to the pharmacy and actually random ask employee in the aisles a, a scientician yeah i didn't i didn't think to ask a, a scientician because you know otherwise he would have texted you right yeah <laughs> that too <laughs> that i probably should have yes but um and i was just like um i'm looking for and she's like chafing is there a chafing issue i'm just like yeah <laughs> Yeah. And then she's like, I took one look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah, that's actually like one of the biggest things people are coming in for. I'm like, really? And no pun intended. I hope she's like, yeah, no, it's, um, everyone, everyone that comes to the parks, they, for, they forgot how much work it was. They, for, they and they've just 
been they're out of shape we're all out of shape <laughs> we're <laughs> we're all chafing like crazy and we're and and just like yeah we have this powder we have this this stick we have this these things that like we actually have them at the front of the store but i think we're oh, wow, out it's such a popular idea. yeah so oh, wow. so not only do they have <laughs> the front of the store but they're out so i was just like i felt this burden lift where i'm just like oh we're all bunch of fatties right now so great that's fine and i mean i definitely need to fix this because i don't like being uncomfortable 80 percent of the time but um it's it was very it was very nice very comforting i got my gold bond medicated powder (laughs) nice (laughs) and i powdered myself up like the baby i am (laughs) (laughs) i'm picturing it Oh, uh. please do. Please do. <laughs> Those of you at home, you're also welcome to picture it. Um, and then I also felt the freedom to get me a scooter, but not ironically for the very first yeah, time. First time. Huh. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I am judging myself. I'm judging everything. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, I've, I'm, I'm that person. But then I'm just like, you know what? I'm here. We're here. We've arrived. Yeah. And there, better than enjoying the park in pain. Right. And there, yeah, there is point. a reason to have a scooter. And yeah. those of you who are wondering what comes first, chicken or the egg, the, the fat person comes first, then the scooter, apparently. But that's mm. fine. And, and so it's the fried chicken that comes first. Right. <laughs> fried chicken. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. So it's a reverse of chicken and the egg in this situation. <laughs> um Sorry. So no, it, I mean it's it's what it is, and yes, fried chicken is part of my makeup currently, um, somewhere in there. And so you know, I I went through and I ordered, and I was just like, ah, I can't believe I'm doing this, but at the same time, it was like, if it's legitimately like if if I was there with someone else and they were experiencing the exact same thing, I would totally just tell them get the scooter because yeah, you're going to exactly. be miserable. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy you yourself. Pay all that money. You, you've got this opportunity to ride every ride right. four times because there's no line. Right. And yeah, I set well. I set a personal rule for myself of like, I'm just going to like drive into areas and park it and then walk around. Right. And you're not, you're not in the queue in your scooter. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, I would do that if we were doing it ironically, because right. that's yeah. really fun as you like bump mm-hmm. into things. Yes, it is. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was it, Christy. Um, we had a, we had a lot of fun. Navigate. Who's this? Sixty R, our former host. <laughs> I'm yeah. joking. I'm yeah. joking. We we had a lot of fun as she learned how to ride a scooter through the line through the line to um, Millennium Falcon because they've got it's all ramp. Yeah, and oh, when you get yeah. those switchbacks, she oh gosh, she was just funny. laughing up a storm trying to turn around <laughs> and go around funny. the corners, and everybody was very supportive in line. Because that's what, funny. Was that yeah. at Disney World or Disney? That World? was um that was at Disneyland when she got the scooter. Yeah. Yeah, Dan and I have experienced uh, Disneyland and scooters in the ironic sense, and and uh, people um, are very judgmental. And they they are judgmental, and I've noticed too that I don't think people realize when they're walking around someone with a scooter that the person with the scooter is actually engaged in defensive driving, right. like. Like so much so that like we actually I say we we actually have to like think about, okay I'm going there. It looks like that person's going to go there. That person. So if you're around a scooter, just keep going straight, please. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it's a motorized vehicle. I mean, it, you could do some damage to somebody. And so you're very sensitive, like you said, defensive driving. But um, so a couple of things. Number one, uh, when you're at Disney World and you have a scooter, people look at you with envy. Like, right. oh, man, right. I want one of those. When you're at Disneyland, people look at you in total judgment, regardless of your body shape, size, condition. Whatever. Right. Well, and also at at uh, one thing of note is that at Disneyland you can get a scooter delivered to your hotel room. I'm ser- I like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my god, I just gained a ton of weight too. Um, I, I'm talking to you right now. Like, I wouldn't go into it thinking I will 100% need the scooter, but like, if you need the scooter, get the scooter. And there are people who can deliver it to your hotel room. They'll do it like in the dead of night. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's cheaper than going to Disneyland. And I say that mainly because that way I know that the scooter situation at Disneyland can get overloaded sometimes. Right. And uh, at Disneyland, everything's right there. It's all right across from each other. So like you don't have to worry about like monorail or bus or anything, yeah, you know, very yeah, true. that's humiliating. Yeah. Um, the the second thing that I'm surprised about, Dan, is, you know, based on the your your anti your chafe support at mm-hmm. the Walgreens. I'm surprised they didn't have, they weren't sold out of the scooters last minute. Uh, I think they, ha- I think it's enough of a business and I don't think there's just off the top of my head. There's at least three companies that I saw doing a Google search as I, <laughs> as I search for how, <laughs> give me a motorized vehicle to prevent fat guys chafing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is um, that search. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, there's three companies that do it, and then there's also at Disneyland. So, like, you're in good, well, no pun intended, you're, you're in, in good, good shape. shape. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is good at helping you navigate the situation around? Concierge. ears. <laughs> Damn it. Five, six, our so, ears. What and, I actually uh, did was I called concierge. <laughs> there you go. And I said, hey, remember that? Room that I booked through you. <laughs> oh my goodness! We can't seem to find a record of that, Mister Shaw. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike has even he's even figured out scooters in France. So wow, wow. yeah, les scooters, les scooters. So my, my kid is taking French and he likes it. Sorry. So yeah, I went. I had a really really good time, especially after homework was off of my shoulders. Thursday was wonderful, but. <laughs> after writing Rise of the Resistance for the third time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Yeah, you got a boarding group at like 145 in the afternoon. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had boarding Ugh. groups available like at 130. So after writing Space Mountain three times <laughs> in a row in like 12 minutes. <laughs> and and then going on Rise of the Resistance again. I felt my sense of reality just start to crack more so mm. th- and not in like the fun way that I usually seek out where I'm just like, I started to see the parks the way someone who doesn't like Disneyland might see them. I'm just like, Oh, oh wow. It's just a, get out. It's just a building. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's the time to go. Right. It's all this garbage written on the windows. I don't care who this Elias guy is. <laughs> what is this? A, a cemetery and then, <laughs> so way. That, that's what i'm just like okay i'm not coming back tomorrow <laughs> i went i went to downtown disney got several margaritas <laughs> just like 
I need to chemically induce being able to enjoy the parks the way that I'm oh, normally no. able to. <laughs> wow. And it wasn't like a hate. It was just like a, I'm done. <laughs> yep. So that's great. Who would have thought well, that not waiting in line was what did it? Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, and uh, I, I know we got to wrap up, but just some, some really quick things. Um, if you're like me and you, uh, really like to make smart ass but well-meaning jokes about things. Um, they're kind of done with mask jokes. Even if you um, masks like uh, face masks, the covering face coverings. Uh, the people at Disneyland, they've heard every joke, and even if it is a joke and you mean it and it's well intended, just shut up and put the mask on. Just <laughs> can, can you give me an example? Because I'm not familiar. So okay, I was. Getting in line for Splash Mountain, and someone said, "Oh yeah, you gotta wear a face mask on." Actually, I was in the single rider, and they said, um, "Hey, you, you cool person who has gold bond on your thighs, um, <laughs> and we're at Disneyland alone. We need you to wear a face mask." And because I am who I am, and I have the personality I do, I said, "I said, oh, so we're doing we're doing soggy masks," and she just gave me this look like. Uh, another one and i was like no 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 i'm fine i just now realized that i should not make jokes like that because you're tired of hearing it and she was like yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right well thank you for sharing dan that's uh, you know i i know that there are a lot of people who have experienced this this sort of discomfort and this change in body style and i i think we're all probably to some varying degrees you know dealing with it Mm mm-hmm and uh so thank you for sharing thank you for your candor yeah oh i got another and, just real quick out another one on the matterhorn i figured out how to there's a youtube i think it's awesome adventures i they're good and i forget the name but they figured out that if you ride when you ride the matterhorn if you pull yourself away from the back the seat back just a touch it doesn't feel like the ride is trying to t- twist your spine in half is this before the lap bar goes down or just in general? Uh, Matterhorn seatbelt. The seatbelt still? Oh, okay. another one I learned, a fat guy oh. trick that I also learned at, while I was at Disneyland is if, if, if you're part of the special club that I'm part of, you might want to know, um, if you grab the seatbelt as you step into the vehicle, you don't have to reach into the cavernous uh, folds that you yeah. and Colonel Sanders have created over the past two years. <laughs> Love that callback. Uh, Eric, have you, have you done Disneyland by yourself? Yes, I've done Disneyland and Disney World by myself. Tell um, me about it. It was, sure. Um, <laughs> why not? Uh, Disneyland, um, yeah, I, I, Disneyland was interesting. The first time I went in by myself, I was there um, for a conference, and I spent the morning. I I had I was in grad school at the time, so I had a paper to write. So I plopped myself down in front of Jolly Holiday for four hours and watched the Christmas parade twice. And wow, wow! <laughs> while I finished this paper, and um, once I was done with it, I sent it off to my professor and um closed up my iPad and want, went to the Tiki room immediately <laughs> and um, had a, had a good day. Uh, you know, at that point I was sort of celebrating cause that was the one day during the conference um, where I was in Anaheim for a week where I said, I, I, I just going to take a day, not at the conference 
and I'm going to finish my schoolwork. And I did. And then I rewarded myself with, with Disneyland afterward. Um, Walt Disney World was um, was similar the first time I went there alone. It was for the same conference, but it was in Orlando. And I was staying at uh, one of the International Drive hotels, one of the uh, I was at the Holiday Inn near Disney Springs. So I spent a lot of time in Disney Springs, but one it was a similar situation where um, I finished my paper one night and then the next day I did I just went to the Magic Kingdom and spent the entire day there alone, which was cool. Um, and it, you know, I just took a book and I was just there relaxing cause it was my reward. I, I was in the middle of a long conference and I had finished a, a course for, uh, for my, my grad school. And it was, it was a good reward. And then I've also been there for a, a few times for basically assignments, um, for concierge or, um, celebrations magazine. And, um, I was there taking pictures at the opening of Galaxy's Edge, so I was certainly not the only weirdo just taking pictures of everything. Um. <laughs> I, I was there by myself. It just occurred to me. I was there by myself the not opening day of Galaxy's Edge, but the day after. Oh, hmm. we, oh sorry. Rise of the Resistance. The, the oh, day okay. after Rise of the Resistance opened. I was going to say, were we actually there and we didn't realize it at the time? Because <laughs> we actually knew each other then. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, not like today, but uh, yeah, it was it, the other times I was there for a purpose. So it was document this, go to this place and do the thing, um, report on it. So it was a different situation. Yeah, where totally. I, I had a different focus, but you know, most of the day was just enjoyable and wandering around. And yeah. I, I think if I, I think one of the biggest tricks to enjoying Disneyland by yourself, and this bleeds over to at least for me, enjoying Disneyland in general is you got to get rid of the whole, I'm going to win Disneyland idea because right. it's just you. And like, and it's really hard to get rid of it because you're so used to like, we got to do this. We got to do all this, all the stuff. And, and, and like, I've found that if you find yourself experiencing that ride the Mark Twain, go on mm. the train all the way around, or at least mm. until you feel that like energy mm. calm down in yourself or like sit on a bench <laughs> like and and that 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 thing inside you is going to fight it but that means that you need to do it even more and eventually you will actually physically feel it like lift from you and that's when you're ready to go like do whatever and yeah good advice yeah good advice all right well let us get to our main topic i am very excited about today's show Today, we are talking about Spacey Spinners. And I'm super excited to get to it. So, without further ado, here's the Supreme Resort Astro Orbiter versus Astro Orbitor. Well, Dan, I mean, you're thinking about all this stuff in the conversation. None of this should come to as a shock to you because how many years did you spend at Chafee College? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that a school? 
That's where he went to college. Yes, he learned all about it. You too can go to Chafee College, where you can also spend 11 years exploring different (laughs) subjects that you completely ignored during high school Mm -hmm. because you hated high school. Chafee College. It's a community college located in the foothills of lovely Rancho Cucamonga, California. It's freeway close. I guess we'll never know. 210 freeway. Um, Sounds great. <laughs> what, Did we what all happened? freeze or just me? Jimmy froze. It's oh, still no. recording. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> one minute in. We didn't even make it one minute. <laughs> Jimmy, we can't hear you if you're talking to us. <laughs> he does have a very calm pleasant look on his face at least at at least yeah at least he looks content (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this episode may never happen i mean it'll happen but uh, are you back did you Uh, can you hear me yes you are back what happened? Mm. What? My uploads are like 250. Because Dan was telling me about what his advertisement for Chafee College. And he said, located in the foothills of, and then everything froze. Oh, yeah. No, and oh, then you Dan froze. went on. I think it was just you. Yeah, we, had, we had a good time. Um, and now it's another minute later. <laughs> and we're back. And scene. Okay. Um, also, uh, Dan, Squirrel's Nut Butter works really well. It's oh. it's an actual thing. My wife got it for me because I tend to have similar issues mm-hmm. in certain regions. Mm-hmm. And so that works well and almost immediately. Mm. Huh. Or just general baby powder. Gold Bond works, though. Mm-hmm. You know, that little tingle to it. Yeah. Mm. It's beautiful. So, you know, you got the well, enough about my inner thighs. <laughs> Oh, we were talking about your thighs? Oh, okay. I'm confused. Uh, never mind on the nut butter then. Um, hey, you know what? I, speaking of inner thighs, you want, you want to know what I want to talk about? What? Spacey spinners. Well, wait. Before we do, um, oh. we ha- I, I, I observed something this week. I was listening to Jim Hill Media, and he's been doing a six-part series on the Haunted Mansion, and they were talking about various Haunted Mansions, and it occurred to me for the first time there are five Haunted Mansion-type or specifically Haunted Mansion rides around the world, and not one of them is in the same land. Disneyland, hmm, good New point. Orleans Square, Disney World, Liberty Square, Disneyland Paris, Frontierland, Hong Kong Disneyland, Mystic Point, and Tokyo Disneyland is in Fantasyland because they don't believe in ghosts, so it's like a fantasy. Oh, jeez. Hmm. And is Mystic Point like its own land? I don't know. It is. I believe okay. it is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy's, Jimmy's dog is not is getting used to the... The change in in schedule. Schedule, yeah. <laughs> Earlier dining means Hello, that listener. the dog can ask for more food later. I guess it's weird because she's always been in my office for every recording, but we usually record at night when it's like her bedtime. But this is like the witching hour, and you know. Anyway, so my dog is out <laughs> of my office, and uh, I thought that was a fun observation. And also, not to get this episode too long, Eric has this week's. Scientician Spotlight. Do we? 
Yes, welcome. It's time for the Scientician Spotlight, brought to you today by Conti Ears. <laughs> I've been getting some feedback that I should include some Disney science in this segment, and that feedback is correct. It's also very real. Uh, so I'm going to bring in a topic that does directly relate to a Disney uh, to a Disney thing. Hydrolators. Ooh. You recall the hydrolators from the Living Seas? Living Seas. Yep. Sure. Love yeah. it. Sea Base Alpha. Right. So great times. For those of you who don't know, the Living Seas uh, used to have an elaborate set piece when you entered into the pavilion. Um, after you watched a movie about the seas, you were led to three hydrolators. They were basically rooms that were supposed to simulate you going far underground, miles underground to, well, miles underwater to a sea base that was somehow under the middle of Florida. This is not the science part. This is, this is not, it's, it's Imagineering still. Um, although the pavilion received an award from the American Society of Civil Engineers, it was for the 5.7 million gallon fish tank, uh, rather than the, uh, the elevators. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, inside these hydrolators, the ground shook and you saw bubbles through windows uh, with a rock wall that slides upward. It's on a conveyor belt, so it looked like you were going down. They do something similar in the Gringotts ride at Universal. Um, so that, that sort of effect still exists. Uh, when you went back from the sea base up to the surface, you went on a similar a, a similar hydrolator, a different one that had a porthole in the ceiling that would get lighter Started out very dark and got lighter as you got closer to the surface. Uh, so they're Which fun effects. I thought was also weird because you could also just leave through the doors. You sure could. And I saw people leave through the doors. <laughs> and I think that was the first time I realized this was not real. <laughs> strong, strong swimmers there. At, at the very least, I don't know that it completely sold me on going miles under the earth. But at the very least, I thought we were underground. Right. It was a really I cool effect. I, it was the first it time was. I'd ever experienced it. It was, it was magical. It was Epcot as it should be. Yeah, exactly. Very classic, very, very good times. Uh, but the good times may not have been great for everybody. Uh, there, were rumors, there were rumors back in the day that a, a woman sustained injuries on the ride down. Um, even in a non-internet time, these rumors circulated. Uh, they, you know, they, they kind of resurfaced now, and it's changed a lot. But uh, back then, there were rumors that a woman had her eardrums explode on the, the rapid descent. Oh, my God. How and funny. She, well, and she sued Disney. You are for, going underwater. Right. <laughs> um, it, there, are, there are a lot of different versions of this. Some, some people said that they had the bends. Some people said they had other I- injuries from this. Ultimately, uh, Marty Sklar kind of helped, but also didn't help this by by doing he was one of the he was the head of Imagineering for a while. He did an interview in the 80s after Epcot opened up and he was kind of joking around about this this supposed lawsuit rumor that was going around. Um, So it kind of perpetuated it and cast members like telling the story. People like passing that story on. It's just kind of fun to think that because it's somebody would impossible. Right. Yeah. There's there's no way that could have actually happened. Um, So searches of Internet databases of lawsuits and and physical databases of lawsuits have never found this case. Um, And even then, most of the rumors state that the 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 person that the judge had to come to Disney to Mm -hmm. see 
the hydrolator and go, yep, throwing it out. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got to go. Sense. I've got to go see this for myself. <laughs> My family has to come too. <laughs> right. You'll pay for this, right? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's it's ridiculous. It's not really a case. But what is real? It's science time. It's the Benz. Um, have have either of you heard of the Benz before? Best yeah, radio uh, album. Radio, yeah, oh, I beat you to it. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, <laughs> and we all got the Benz. Um, so it, <laughs> not quite. decompression sickness is a real thing. Um, as when someone goes into a higher pressure environment, usually we see it a lot with diving, even scuba diving. If you're not going to a very deep level, you're still going into a higher pressure situation. And when you do that, the air you breathe is at a higher pressure as well. So that your lungs can handle this without too much of a problem. They're, they're very well designed. They work out great. Um, they, they take in the amount of oxygen you need. Uh, but uh, there's this principle called Henry's Law that describes the amount of gas dissolved into a liquid as a factor of pressure and time. So the longer you dive and the deeper you dive, the higher your risk of issues when you ascend. As you go, there's a risk that the higher pressure gases in your body will form actual bubbles um, as the pressure around you decreases. This is usually the inert gases from your gas mix. So either helium or nitrogen are the most common. So these bubbles can form anywhere in your body, but they do tend to collect in the joints, causing aching and fatigue. They can also cause dizziness, paralysis, and unconsciousness. Uh, unconsciousness uh, none of which are good while you're underwater mm. and trying to swim. Uh, so to avoid this, divers are trained to have stops along the way. As you ascend, you monitor your depth and pause for a few minutes at predetermined depths. A few minutes of rest at that level allows for time for you to acclimate to the pressure and exhale some of those gases, get all that nitrogen and helium out, and then you keep going. Uh, so it's a more gradual transition. And that is decompression sickness or the bends i love it that's Science. really cool so <laughs> so talk with you so the, those gases that are building up where are they coming from they're coming from your your blood oh, so okay. it's it's part of the it's part of the air that you breathe so it's it's normally dissolved in your blood and it's just circulating around but at higher pressure you can actually cram a little bit more in mm. um, so then as you as you decrease that pressure if you decrease it quickly, all that air wants to pop out of solution and become air right. again instead of dissolved, dissolved in liquid. So the bubbles form. That's crazy. It yeah. is. No, thank you. <laughs> is that what right. the song Tiny Bubbles is about? Tiny Bubbles. Sorry, I was well, trying to cancel my In my blood. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, it's, it's a similar principle where you put... You, you put um, Basically, alcoholic beverage, anything that's carbonated, beer, champagne, um, you put it into pressure. So you put it into that that thick glass bottle and you put a cork in it. You, you know, put the little cage around it so it's stuck on there and then you cool it. So temperature also helps as well. So if it's as the pressure starts to build, as mm. more CO2 starts to get into that bottle, um, it will dissolve into the liquid. So then when you remove that cork, the high pressure situation inside of the bottle changes and suddenly it's at regular atmospheric pressure, 15 pounds per inch, I think is regular atmospheric pressure. And all that 
gas wants to come out of solution. And uh, you can even see this if you if you uh, just take a regular can of pop or beer or whatever and, and open it at room temperature. Like, you let it warm up first and then pop it. It's much more likely to gush than when you get it straight out of the fridge. Interesting. So, that's, so you're saying that my beer, my room temperature beer has the bangs. Kind of, yes. Yeah, if, if, if it had tissue around it and all those bubbles collected somewhere. Yeah. Um, speaking of tissue. So, <laughs> yesterday, I'm very, thank you for your scientific corner. I'm going to take a hard left. Yesterday, <laughs> I am the, uh, the pack, the cub master for our local uh, Cub Scout pack. And yesterday, we had a parade for our local, uh, you know, our town. You know, it's basically a town festival. And we entered a float in the parade, and the theme was a pirate's theme. It was like treasure awaits or something like that. And so we built a, a, you know, Friday night, we got together as a pack, and we built a little float on a trailer. It's very, you know, you know maybe the whole thing cost 50 bucks worth of material. But it's I creative. It was, I hope it was historically accurate. <laughs> there was cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, there were people raping women. We pillaged. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. True to form. Uh, we okay. auctioned off women. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, the little Cub Scouts, and we put together this float. And then Saturday morning, we went to the parade, and we, we were one of 34 floats. And we won first place for best you know use of theme or something like that so the pack's going to get money for that's kind of fun uh anyway what did it what locked it in is that i decided to write a jingle for the pack to sing (laughs) it was you ready (laughs) yo ho yo ho a scouting life for me we're trustworthy loyal helpful and clean we are pack 518 we're courteous kind obedient to from all of us to you yo ho yo ho a scouting life for me first place yeah (laughs) five stars thank you oh this is great so this was the same day that dan was in disneyland (laughs) No, that's next no, week. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Don't, don't uh, the timeline's getting convoluted yeah, here. It's like, it's All like right. the multiverse. I, I, know. Know. Uh, I do Asher like the Asher has partners. totally different parents on the uh, Scraping the Vault feed, too. <laughs> that's it's, right. it's all messed up. Multiverse. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get serious about this. I want to talk about Spacey Spinners 2, Dan. So, Who doesn't? Yeah. So here's how this is going to work. I'm going to argue that Disneyland's Astro Orbiter is the supreme space spinner. And Eric is going to confusingly argue that Magic Kingdom's Astro Orbiter, also called Astro Orbiter, is the supreme spacey spinner. Well, you know the difference, though, the, just in the orbit. It's, it's, it's in the spelling. One is an O, one is an E. Yes. Orbitor is at Disneyland. I learned Orbiter that the hard way. Is at- the world. Yes, <laughs> okay. I learned that I, the hard. Way. I was looking back and forth, going, "Is this is this right?" Yeah, I'm looking at Do it. I have it's this like, right. One one thing I was looking at, I was reading. It's like Astro Orbiter, Disneyland Park, Anaheim, California. You get you arrive on an elevator and it takes you two stories up. I'm like, wait a oh, minute. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> when is this thing written? Um, but anyway, so uh, I will argue for Disneyland. Eric will argue for Disney World. Dan will be the judge. 
Mm-hmm. And if I make a point that Dan feels is valid to make a supreme spinner, you are going to hear this sound. Well, when I was a kid, the future was different. Which is, of course, uh, George Clooney from the beloved Yard. Brad Bird film, Punishment Yard. film, Tomorrowland. I enjoy that movie. I don't know. The fun fact, if you ha- if you say to yourself, it's, it's, I'm going to watch that movie and Mad Max Fury Road in the same day, watch Tomorrowland first. Yeah. I did not. A valuable I went the lesson. other direction. <laughs> so I just saw all of the things <laughs> about Tomorrowland that a person who just watched Fury Road mm. <laughs> might see. Different context. Different lens. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, so if Dan finds the argument for Disney World's Astro Orbitor valid, then Orbit- you will hear. Orbitur. 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 All units, attack that spaceship. Which, of course, is, Eric. The, the Lego movie. The Lego movie. When the 80s space guy mm-hmm. goes bonkers. Um, not yet a Disney property. Okay. Uh, so, uh, because the, the Astro Orbiter at Disneyland came first, I'm going to give you my opening argument. The Astro <laughs> Orbiter is a visually appealing midway type, no. right? What? No, pause. What? <laughs> What happened? <laughs> you're, you're You've been freezing on and off. <laughs> Son of a! <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm getting. I'm did a speed test. I'm at 250 megabytes right now. How is that possible? How often has it happened? Uh, it, only then. Nice. Well, and the earlier one where you completely dropped. Yeah. I mean, do I just keep going, or do we sh- switch internets? I think we just keep going. Keep going. I, All right. Let's, yes. We'll see how this goes. I, it's very strange because it's, it's the fiber. Uh, anyway, the Astro Orbiter is a visually appealing midway type ride involving small rockets that rotate on arms around a central axis. Be aware that the Astro Orbiter flies higher and faster than Dumbo and it frightens some small children. Hmm. The Astro yeah. Orbiter is a rocket-spinning attraction at Disneyland Park at the Disneyland Resort in California. It opened in 1956 as Astro Jets. It was then renamed Tomorrowland Jets in 1964. The name lasted until September 1966 when the attraction was closed to make room for the new renovated Tomorrowland. It returned Jimmy, in a, What? Do you know why it was renamed? Because of uh, American Airlines sponsorship? Yes. Uh, Which I think is awesome. It, yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, let's do in one second. Uh, okay. It returned in August 1967 as the Rocket Jets. It then closed in 1997 for renovations with the rest of Tomorrowland. The new form of the attraction opened in 1998 as the Astro Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not frozen this time. No. Um, Orbit. I thought it was the Orbit. Orbitor. Did it come back as the Orbitor? It... <sighs> Am I still confused? Astro Orbiter <laughs> is at Disneyland. Orbitor is. Let me let me hear it. Let's, no. let, I, I, I'm seeing another one here. All right, Eric, whatever. how many names has the Astro Orbitor had? Has I just told you? Had? No. The, the, <laughs> Magic yeah. Magic Kingdom is Magic the Astro Kingdom. Orbiter. 
Tour. Orbiter. Oh, goodness. Astro Orbitor is Disneyland. Okay. I'm looking right. at the actual sites right now. Okay. 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 So I'm going to you do memory device here. So California Ooh. and Florida. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> Florida. Florida. <laughs> so which one, how many names has the Florida one had? Two. That's a point. <laughs> for, for what? <laughs> for Florida. Florida. Just right. for a complete lack of confusion. <laughs> uh, Eric, the the American Airlines sponsorship. Do you want to go into that? Sure. Um, it's not it's not too much. Uh, but in um, well, let's see. Where's the? No, I'm just wasting time. Um. There we go. Uh, 38, 40. Oh, no. Eric, Jimmy can hear you because he has headphones. Oh, no. I, I, I'm just cutting okay. out the part where I I lost my spot in the notes. Okay. Uh, my brain notes. Um, yes. Uh, United Airlines, which was the sponsor of the Tiki Room, didn't like the name AstroJets because it, they considered it free advertising for the AstroJet service from American Airlines. So they demanded that Disney change the name. Can you imagine anyone <laughs> telling Disney to change the name of something today? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense today. Like, if if Dole comes in and says, hey, um, one of those other pineapple companies sells a pineapple called yeah, well, and then, Breakout. You got to right. change the Guardians ride. Well, and then Disney would just go like, okay, well, I guess Libby Pineapple is going to be sponsoring us then. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Kroger's our guy. Like, <laughs> sorry. Generic canned pineapple. <laughs> pineapple brand pineapple. From Tom Thumb. <laughs> Featuring Piney, the dancing pineapple. Because I can. Pine tree. I know. Um, so, Yes. I heard all of that, Eric. <laughs> of course you did. And United <laughs> Airlines. Isn't it fun? It is. <laughs> so uh, the United Airlines, the thing, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, it reminded me of uh, Conan O'Brien. He has oh. been Team Coco forever. And he got right? super upset when Pixar came out with that movie. <laughs> hmm. And he like made a big deal out of it. He's going to sue Disney. It just reminded me of that because yeah, like Disney's going to change its property because <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to change good. it to uh, Conan just to show you Conan O'Brien. That's right. <laughs> um, so Eric, uh, what is your opening statement for Astro Orbiturda? Uh, the opening statement for the Astro Orbiter in Florida. <laughs> Over the past year, we've talked a lot about spinners. Whether IP-based or not, you kind of know what to expect. You get in the car, you go around, up and down sometimes. Maybe you even get to tilt on uh, on some of these, like like the uh, the one in Animal Kingdom that I defended, and I can't remember the name the of. Triceratops, Triceratops spin. spin. That one. Both of these top esteemed rides. capitalized because. Yes, the top, yes. Yes. The, an old man told us about tops. It was great. Um, both of these esteemed Astro Orbiter rides operate on the same principle. They're nearly identicals, all history aside. I mean, obviously one's significantly older, but the main difference is the thrill. Most people who do not have an aversion to spinner type rides 
will agree that they are rarely thrilling. They're family oriented. It's a thing that you can do with everybody. But once you get people 100 feet off of the ground with just a seatbelt keeping them inside the vehicle, the story changes a little bit. So I plan to describe this attraction, its prime location, as yet another weenie in the Magic Kingdom. We love our, our weenies around we here. Buy your weenie shirts. Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash covers. If you still can. <laughs> Who knows? If they're still on. <laughs> well, we just talked uh, about this like an hour ago, Dan, and you uh, still can. I got memory right. problems. Yeah. Um, I plan to describe the ride's well-designed theme and how it interacts with the rest of the area. And I definitely plan on emphasizing this, this placement atop a 50-foot tower that enhances the ride in, in every way possible. Also, orbitor is not a word. <laughs> so I would propose that if we're talking about both of them, that it be spelled with an I. Orbitai? Orbitai? Well, yeah, or Orbiteer. T-I-A-R. Orbiteer. Orbitar. That's the one at La Brea. That's the one at La Brea. I thought that was the one that James Cameron directed. Um. In 19... Oh, sorry, Dan. Um, ah. Opening arguments are completed. Okay. Good, good, good job. Uh, let me tell uh, you a little bit more. Thanks, Your Honor. <laughs> no, I okay. I do have to say, though... Um, that Orbiter Eric's glass keeps getting full every time he sips. Florida. It's like refilling. Like, he has, like Thor's weird. glass. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, the So... I feel like the the I feel like it's really easy on in this to beat up Astro Orbitor because it has a lot there are some issues that it has. Um so I'm going to try to weight those like handicap those fairly like the fact that uh the Astro Orbiter in Florida is way up high. Like that can probably only be one set of points at some point. And I don't, it sounds like you're, you're not there yet. No, like, I, I we got to get into the history a little yet. bit. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but so, to that point, if you ride the ride at Disney world, everyone feels handicapped because you have to get on an elevator. <laughs> God. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I would like to argue. I, I planned on arguing that it made you feel more like a, an actual that's, NASA that's astronaut. That's the direction but, to go in, I think. <laughs> handicapped? Okay. Well, he said he wanted to handicap both the same. Right. It just reminded right. me. <laughs> in 1956, the first rocket spinner attraction opened at Disneyland and was known as the Astro Jets. The attraction was made by Klaus Company, Bavaria, and similar to several versions found in traveling carnivals. The Jets, quote-unquote, made a 50-foot circle around a large red checkered rocket, and guests were able to climb upwards of 36 feet in their ride vehicles from the ground level where they, uh, they, where they boarded at. The attraction stood between the submarine voyage and rocket to the moon. The name Astrojets was changed in 1964 when, as aforementioned, the United Airlines, as a new park sponsor sponsoring the Enchanted Tiki Room, contended the name was free advertising for American Airlines coast-to-coast Astrojet service. After this dispute, they named the movie Coco. The, <laughs> the name was changed to Tomorrowland Jets. The name lasted until September 1966 when the attraction was closed to make room for the new renovated Tomorrowland. 
The attraction returned in August 1967 as the Rocket Jets. This version was located on top of the new People Mover platform. This was accessible from ground level via an elevator. The focal point of this version was its replica Saturn V NASA themed rocket in the center. This version remained open until 1997 when it closed for renovations with the rest of Tomorrowland. The new form of the attraction opened one year later as Astro Orbitor at Disneyland. The new version is a replica of the Orbitron Machine Volant, which is at Disneyland Paris. That's flying machines. It's called the Orbitron. Oh. The Astro Orbiter at Disneyland was planned to be placed where the rocket jets were, but weighed too much for the current building. Instead, <laughs> it was relocated to the entrance of Tomorrowland and placed on ground level, thus making the ride the new focal point as guests step from the main plaza of Disneyland into Tomorrowland, which... I mean, as far as like focal points go, it doesn't get more focal pointy than that because you cannot avoid that ride. It is, it's almost spilling out into the hub. It yeah, does. You do have to kind of sidestep around it. It does add a bit of a show element if you're eating at the uh, Plaza Inn. So that's it, that's yeah. Nice. And there's some kinetic energy with it, and at night it's gorgeous. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful a, ride. It it is. It is. It is very cool looking at night. Yeah. I got it. so how do you have a whole lot more about like the design and, and I have like that area? No, it's mostly just more like context, and I've got a couple okay. paragraphs left. There's not so much. if I'm gonna if I'm gonna award an aesthetic point, now would be the time for that. Yeah, it probably. Like. Well, so, when I was a kid, yeah, he said it. Is. Different. <laughs> no, no. I got it. So, um, one thing that I think this one has over the other one, and I know the other one has aesthetic elements as well, but um, as just purely forget where it is, forget the stroller problem, forget mm, all of that bottleneck. Yeah, purely just as a piece of machinery. That could be anywhere. I got to give that thing five points because it is beautiful. Whoa, five! Don't worry, uh, just don't worry. Don't worry Eric. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be just fine. <laughs> well, I I honestly don't know. I in my in my mind, I've been tossing this back and forth, and I I feel I feel like there's an edge to one, but that's probably that's why I'm really trying to be super fair about this because oh, no, it's not a bad. Ru- okay, there goes Jimmy again. <laughs> <sighs> 48 15 I'm just going to write Jimmy now. Yeah. We should just keep this in cuz you have like less than a day to edit this thing. <laughs> I do have a few hours to edit this and I didn't take any notes during the first part of the show. Right. Uh-oh, so, he's totally gone. Um, oh no. That, I, so Dan, have wait, you heard Doesn't that mess with the recording when he comes again? When he comes back in, it'll start up a separate recording, and I can... Oh, God. Sometimes it starts up a separate recording, and I have to figure out where they go. Oh, no. That's great. (laughs) So should we start a new recording, like, every time he comes back? So Um, that we have... No, it it tends to work out fine. Okay. Those um, of you we, we should clap when he comes back just to be listening sure. to this. Uh, Zencaster is uh, at a website or an <laughs> app that makes this show possible and all this magic. It, it's the only one that does this, meaning 
in both good and bad ways. <laughs> so, Dan, uh, we yeah. were talking about uh, about the the weight of the attraction. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a very weight based show. Uh, uh, this, yeah, apparently this, this week. Um, I, I'm curious. Have you heard the? I like that Jimmy brought that up because that that seems like a functional reason why it wouldn't work. Um, but hey, he's back. <laughs> I uh, I just went, I switched back to the bad internet. Okay. okay. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, this is going to um, be the worst edited. I mean, not edited, but the worst <laughs> editing job you're ever going to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Dan, I was saying, um, have you heard the rumor that the reason the Astro Orbiter, Orbitor in California <laughs> uh, was moved down to slightly below ground level was because the Imagineer who redesigned it was afraid of heights. Yes, I've heard that. I have heard the rumor, and I'm sad that it's not true. It, it's another good, another good story. But he got the yeah, bends. I guess <laughs> he, he had the bends. Wasn't thinking straight. Um, so one concept drawing of this has guests boarding the attraction underground. And others yeah. had the center uh, of the attraction featuring a water feature, like a water moat, like Dumbo. Uh-huh. Uh, neither thing uh, happened. Um, the mechanism for rocket jets on top of the people mover was reused as a kinetic satellite themed sculpture known as the Observatron. Now, what I like about this is I, I had this was all happening while I was working at Disneyland Paris, where, um, yeah, your face um froze for a second dan i need you to move constantly <laughs> just because i don't know what it's um, just so we know yeah this was built from the same skeletal structure the observatron was originally planned to come to life every 15 minutes and appear to summon signs from the skies while a selected soundtrack such as music pieces from space mountain and le Visionar- visionarium at disneyland paris so i had just come back from this life-changing experience at disneyland paris this thing reopens and the aesthetic is exactly the same as the discovery land from disneyland paris and so it was just very felt very much at home and familiar to me so i really liked this version of tomorrowland mm-hmm. and because it looks like discovery land and the music that i loved in that in that area was just it played every once in a while so i loved it which is great right Has nothing and, to do with course, right. The, and the mechanism of course still works right uh, however, the, the arbitrary <laughs> the mechanism has been prone to failure and occasionally will uh, be inactive for periods of months mm. or uh, or they play sporadically. It's unknown so, if the right. observatron still functions. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, I, I think it would be fun if the observatron was just on and was broken and occasionally would just start up randomly. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> And sparks just fly oh no, it's it. starting just grinding gears. And sparks. <laughs> they should, they should let that thing just break itself. Like there's yeah. a, there's a YouTube video out there of someone making a washing machine break itself by putting like a magnet in it or something. It's wonderful. I've seen that? Um, yeah, <laughs> made you watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's music, people. Uh, I okay. I didn't know that the reason why they moved it to where they moved it was because it was too heavy. And I didn't, I, I guess I knew, but I didn't put it together that the mechanism is still there. So they Mm -hmm. could have just put the rockets up there instead of the thing that broke. 
but they could also put people mover back on the people mover track, but they can't where this isn't the people mover. This is the rocket. Well, I just mean that the whole thing would <laughs> or whatever collapse, the probably hell it's called now. Well, it's kind of like turning disco Yeti back on. Yeah. Everest will, by the way, uh, they're closing, um, that ride for like four or five months and they have no plan to fix the Yeti, but they plan to do projection mapping on the Yeti. <laughs> so even even the animatronics going to be a so, screen ride. So now, now the hair will just look like it's moving. That's right. You're going by fast enough. I really don't care that it moves or doesn't move. But I hope wow. he's like I hope he's just like filled with glittery magic, just like yep. smiling. <laughs> so it's a fireworks show on his chest. That's it's right. Your birthday, Pooh. <laughs> So even the animatronics going to be a screen ride. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Final. In April 2009, the Astro Orbiter at Disneyland closed for refurbishment and was stripped down to its skeletal structure. It reopened in June 2009 with a silver, blue, red, and gold trim color scheme. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> history. That's the history. Oh, I want... Uh, I want to... I, I want to give it like some pucky little chance here or something, but oh, <laughs> the history wasn't that compelling. eh? Well, well, I guess. Okay, here. How about this? Let's make it interesting. Uh, is it possible that Walt touched <laughs> <laughs> this particular, the first version that Walt would have touched was designed by a Bavarian company. This version currently was designed by Walt Disney Imagineering. Okay, I'm going to award a point that might be taken away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I brought you into this world. I need to make backwards versions of the point sounds. We've been doing a lot of negative points lately. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Eric, you have it. The show's yours now. Go for it. Is it a a point? Do I play the do I play the thing? Yeah. uh, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, counselor, the floor is yours. When I was a kid, the future was different. Ghosts. (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, like, uh, wow. I thought there would be more to it. It is pretty. It really is pretty. It is. And it got a, it got its fair share for being pretty. Um, and, and, I'd like to argue more. They, I have more to say, but yeah. not not good glowing things. And not I have no history. I, I've already given my emotional connection to this thing, but yeah, I think that's yeah, too yeah. subjective. But um, well, and and sort of like your internet, it's ultimately kind of disappointing. I know. I got <laughs> AT and T fiber, one gig. I'm pulling 300 megabytes, and my screen are they is owned, freezing. Are they do, you need, by do you need a better router? No, it's a brand new router. Oh, okay. I had to upgrade my router when I got fiber. Literally brand new. You did too. 24 hours ago, I got it. Brand new AT&T router. And I'm getting like 900 megabytes at the source. It's crazy. Evidently, it's fake. (laughs) All right, go ahead, Eric. Or Zencaster can't handle handle the pipe. It's too fast for Zencaster. (laughs) Maybe. I'm just saying. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Anyway. All right. History of the Astro Orbiter and Star Jets in Flirter is uh, significantly less than that other one because uh, the park was open less. 
So contrary to popular, well, I don't know if it's popular, but most people would think that the Star Jets were an original attraction at Walt Disney World. They were not. Mm. Uh, when Tomorrowland opened up, and I can't wait to do the full Tomorrowland episode someday, because, wow. Um, It'll be we've got not a lot of lie, episode. I'm kind of dreading it, because I'm probably going to end up defaulting to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well that i have my argument in 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 the works already uh-huh but uh yeah it was similar to tomorrowland at disneyland where it didn't open up with much it opened up with um the the grand prix speedway uh which not all that tomorrow and um oh, what else did it open up with i guess that's that's this is not the episode for that so it's it's okay that i forgot anyway um the Star Jets opened up on November 28th, 1974, as part of the Tomorrowland expansion where they added in Space Mountain. Hmm. Uh, similar to the Jets in Disneyland at the time, it was the the entire structure was uh, was set up on on a you know two story you know fifty foot tall platform with a replica Saturn V rocket in as the hub. And then the little rockets, you know, went around the outside. Uh, when the ride was rethemed in 1994, they closed it on January 10th and reopened it on April 30th of that year and renamed it the Astro Orbiter at that time. Am I remembering uh, correctly that at some point there was side by side seating or is that just because am I just imagining that because the jets are wider? You might be imagining, yeah. I think they've always been, they've always been the the straddle, straddle, okay, okay. straddle. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Point for both because we all love straddle seating. Woo! <laughs> at some point, at some point, we have to share our straddle story. But today's not the day. Today's not the day. Oh no. <laughs> Um, it's, not too many more straddle rides it's, left. It's stupid. It's a stupid story, but it's worth. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, the uh, the retheme was part of the 1993 and 1994 New Tomorrowland project, uh, where uh, the entire the, the entire land was given a theme as a bustling spaceport. Uh, so the the Imagineering story version of this was: uh, those who work and play in and around Rocket Tower Plaza, the bustling heart of the community, live outside the town in hoverburbs. They communicate via the Tomorrowland Transit Authority's Super Skyway Blue Blue Line Express, and locals get all the news before it ever happens by subscribing to the Tomorrowland Times. So we'll get into this in the Tomorrowland episode, but basically they they rethemed the entire land from extraterrestrial all the way back to Space Mountain as as a community. It's a spaceport in Florida, and... They're supposed to be aliens and stuff. Yeah, and the alien encounter was was a port of some kind, right? Well, it was a exhibition hall, I think. That's right. That's right. It was. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of exhibition halls, just like the the timekeeper across the way. Right. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, and I gotta say that, like in that, I've criticized Disney World a lot for going in that overthinky direction, where it's just like, are you joking? I think it worked in in Tomorrowland. It, in this case, it absolutely did. It wasn't like the new the new Fanti, where the story was oh, completely obscured and makes no sense. 
and it's it's glorious. And this and horse's this... birthday was March seventeenth, and <laughs> yeah, but it, it it worked really well because it took the Tomorrowland problem out because yeah, it, you know what I mean? Because it's like I mean it's future spaceport alien stuff which may never happen, and so mm-hmm. you know that is always tomorrow because it hasn't happened yet, right? Outside right. of the outside of the cars. Yeah, it's like outside of our timeline entirely to yeah. get kind of marvelly about it. Totally. Right. Yeah, so it, it works it works out well just like Discovery Land in Exactly, in same idea, right? Um, yeah, a, a different spin. It's not steampunky, but at least it's something that's fantastic. It's it's very it's very fantasy, but it's still sci-fi and that kind of works. So um, what so, was added? Like from the the previous version to now the well yeah well, don't okay. say now I mainly just the <laughs> <laughs> to then it was alien encounter oh, no. it was timekeeper oh no we're just talking about this ride in particular oh, sorry, right, right? No, yeah, yeah 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 i mean it hasn't changed they haven't they didn't like you know put stitch in the center of it or anything. no they haven't yeah, changed okay. anything since then really uh, but what was added was a a large kinetic sculpture that uh, also doesn't move these days, uh, full of planets and moons. And this it, around the exterior of the ride was this. Lo- it it, well, it still exists there now. It just doesn't move. It's this big thing, it, kind of a shell of planets and and uh, metal connecting them. It's a really interesting structure. And again, at night it looks, it looks awesome. Um, and in the center, instead of a Saturn V rocket, it's this sort of conical, um, steel looking structure and all of the rockets go around it. Yeah. So like the idea was that you're flying in one direction and the planets are going in the other direction. So it makes you right. feel like you're going even faster. Even right. but today, you still you still have the effect of flying up like against something. So it gives you more of a perspective, whether they're turning or not. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're pretty high off the ground. You are you. So you're already 50 feet in the air. Uh So you kind of go between like 60 when the ride starts and you kind of rise up a little bit, you go between 60 and 80 feet off the ground. Well, yeah. we're not on the ride yet, but I guess we kind of are. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm watching the clock because I know one of us has a hard out. Um, I want to give points for it being off the ground. And I think three. Three, okay. Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, you may as well. I don't do that in hash marks. You may as well. (laughs) All units, attack that spaceship. I mean, I wasn't Uh, going to, but we may as well. (laughs) We see where this is going. So arbitrary. It is. It's. I mean, it's so great. So, well, yeah. There's a. There's a sign. The the final link for all of this, the the theme behind it, I, we'll just blend into the other segments here. Um, <laughs> as you walk into Tomorrowland, one of these signs that there's like there are posters that describe some of them describe rides that are there, some of them describe things that aren't there that just provide backstory in a way that, as part of that whole theme. But there is one poster that reads um, the League of Planets Astro Orbiter 
experience a spin around the planets on the symbol of interplanetary fellowship and universal harmony. Careful, located in the know your audience, of, know your audience. <laughs> well, just stating the thing. Good. Located in the heart of Tomorrowland at Rocket Tower Plaza. It's just, it's like an attraction poster. It is an attraction poster. It's not like it. It is. Um, so this was, and the theme is your your what they say the theme of the ride is you're doing a test pilot run. You're learning how to fly so you can charter your own ship. That's stupid. There you go. (laughs) That was my point, Eric. (laughs) Hey, I'm still, I'm still 300 points up. (laughs) 294 at my camp. I mean, it, it, (laughs) it could be that, that, yeah, I, I get it, but that's that's where the overthinky thing goes too far. It could just be a sculpture in the middle of t- town that people can also like. We don't have to have, or it could be a fun ride for the kids who are visiting to- Rocket Tower right, Plaza. Totally, like like it could be. It could just be that simple. It doesn't need to be like the Patton Oswalt, you know, joke about the Star Wars prequels. Like we don't need a movie about the guy who installed the toilet on level six of the death star. Like it's just, <laughs> we could just, I'd watch it. <laughs> it did. Uh, did Michael Giacchino uh, do the score or did they bring John Williams back? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, who cares? Like it's, it's, it's actually better. I think to leave things vague like that, because then we get into, <laughs> well, okay. What about the speedway? Where does that fit in here? Star Wars Episode Twenty Six: The Clogged Wars. <laughs> Sam Palpatine starts a reverse timeshare company, <laughs> or sorry, reverse mortgage reverse company. Mortgage. <laughs> I should have hired a. I should have hired a property manager. Now I have to do it all myself. The other throne room. <laughs> We're not trying to take your home from you. It's <laughs> uh, funny. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, that's nice. <laughs> I'm trying Terrific. to trying to think what a normal person would say of that. Because uh, I I think wouldn't that okay if we're really talking about <laughs> if we're really talking about flight school like that could be Space Mountain. Or True, something. but Space Mountain, you're supposed to be going somewhere. Right. It's an so, actual mode of transport. So that means that we now, in order to ride Space Mountain, we have to go through our training at the Astro Orbiter in Florida. And then it's just too much work. Like at some point, it. Well, we, I mean, you're not you're not piloting the the, the Space Mountain transports. I, you're I, just riding. I think that makes it worse. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. We already did that one before I started. <laughs> I'm just I saying, have to I'm that. saying that like it's the overthinking thing worked for Tomorrowland in general. But there's comes a point where you really just got to let that go and just be like, it's a community of tomorrow. This is the exhibition it- hall. That's yeah. where we have Carousel of Progress. <laughs> well, you're, why can't it just luck. be like the the horsey outside of the grocery store? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, and 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 it, actually, if they're really going to think through their tomorrow society, it should be the horsey outside the grocery store. That, to- that I yeah, that's it would fine, be right. Yeah, right. You know, just be like, hey, kids, look at this fun thing that you know some Burl Ives character created years ago. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, the ride itself, um, the Orbitor spins mm-hmm. around. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I read something that I thought was was fun. There was a there was a article from Trip Savvy, and what you need to know about Astro Orbiter. Yeah, we polled 147 of our readers to find out where what they think about Astro Orbiter. 84 percent of them said it is a must do or write yeah. it if you have time. <laughs> the location Astro Orbiter is in Tomorrowland. Rating one star. <laughs> Restrictions. <laughs> No height restrictions. <laughs> Children under age seven must be accompanied by a person age 14 or older. Ride time, 90 seconds. <laughs> Recommended yeah. for small children, especially if you like the Dumbo ride. Eric, how long is the uh, orbiter? 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And Fun Jim, fact, don't, well, yeah. don't undersell the orbiter because <laughs> uh, you do. <laughs> I mean, speaking of that, you know, flying close to a thing. You do mm-hmm. fly close to the closed people mover track. That's right. That's true. <laughs> um, recommended for smaller children, especially if they like the Dumbo ride. Mm-hmm. Fun factor, medium to low. Weight <laughs> factor, medium to high. And the queue is not shaded. Yeah, It is not. It's Unless you're direct sun. The, the sun's at the right spot and that's you've right. got the orbiter itself. Yeah. Every door like, itself. Uh, blocking the shade. You. Uh, the shade. Uh, the shade. <laughs> um, yeah. The fear factor is low. The herky-jerky factor is low. The nausea factor is low unless you get a little dizzy easily. The ride vehicles look like small rocket ships. Riders straddle a bench, up oh, straddle, and sit one behind another. The rocket ships are tight fit for two adults. You have to step up onto the side and then down into the vehicle. Accessibility, if you're in a wheelchair or ECV, you, Dan. <laughs> you will have you will have to transfer into the ride by yourself or with the help of your traveling companions. Negative twelve points. Manual <laughs> wheelchairs can get into the regular line, but ECV riders should contact the cast member to find out how to get in. Okay, honestly, how awesome would it be? And I mean this in the I'm using this ironically sense, not the I need this because I'm. Almost 300 pounds since. Um, how awesome would it be if they made a special ride vehicle where they could strap in one of those things? Oh, my gosh. Would take, that line would go I, a mile I, long. Just pull in. I would rent one every day. Strap it down. <laughs> just for that ride. Just for that ride. Be like, okay, let's make sure the vehicle's strapped in. Now you're strapped into the vehicle. Now sign this waiver. <laughs> Beep twice for yes. <laughs> um, you don't get to speak. You, no, you have to no. speak through your vehicle. <laughs> right. Because right. that, I know Disney likes to add a shame aspect to things. Sometimes. You got yourself into this mess. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. A little more about the ride. Uh, the lever in front <laughs> controls your rockets up and down motion. Please make sure your ECV turned off, sir. <laughs> <laughs> If they you're riding, the they take the key and they put it in the cage, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't go driving off. How do how do you go up and down with the ECV? <laughs> well, the lever's still there. Do they give you a yeah. button. Yeah, do you have yeah. to reach over to the lever. Is it so a like special a re- ECV so lever? They give you a clicker, some little wire. <laughs> oh. I know you can't reach, fatty. Here's the button. Yeah. 
but oh no. <laughs> but so anyway, uh, so the levers in front controls your rockets up and down motion. If you're riding with the kids, you'll be more comfortable if you split up one adult and one child per vehicle. <laughs> Don't let the line fool you because it leads. It loads all sixteen rockets before taking off. It moves in spurts. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. How many rockets do you have, Eric? Twelve. Oh, that's a point. Oh. <laughs> that's hey. <the> <laughs> well, when I was a kid, the future was different. And uh, Jimmy, you were talking about nausea. That's especially difficult if you know because they are so close to this to the Plaza Inn. You can just smell the fried chicken cooking. That's right. <laughs> oh man, it wow. is literally right there. But if there's a parade, <laughs> oh yeah, you can watch the parade from there. Hey, that's Jasmine. Hey, it's what? Hey, it's Gene. I think it's more along the lines of like, oh, don't worry, it's over in fifty seconds. We can go see the parade. Oh, that's that's fair. <laughs> um, the okay, so the ride may be closed during rainy or windy weather. <laughs> Astro Orbiter's great for kids. The ride has no shade, and on a hot day, you'll feel like you've rocketed to the sun. <laughs> God. <laughs> Clever. I'm Try the ride for laughing <laughs> early in the day or wait until dark. Astro Orbiter is a ride that's nice at night. Yeah. <laughs> it is nice at night. True. Both are yeah. nice at night. And neither have shade, right? Correct. Well, I mean, yes, for the most part, there is part of the queue at Astro Orbiter, orbiter underneath that is underneath the people yeah. mover, so you get a little bit of shade. There's some reprieve, but uh, by the way, name of the episode: the case of the Tomorrowland Spinners at Ar- uh, Orbiter v Orbitor. How about just O versus E? <laughs> oh yeah, that might be. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The, yeah, there is a part of the queue that that's a little bit shaded. The queue is interminable at both locations, I would say. But at least when you get into the elevator to go up, so two tiny elevators where everybody's crammed in, you get to go up and then you sit underneath a, or you stand underneath an awning for a little while as you wait for the for a full ride through and you here, can go in. Here is the only other, maybe the only other argument I would make. I don't have to wait for the elevator. That's fine. The queue line is the queue line is the queue line. What I don't like is when the ride is over, I am at the... Mm. I have to wait for an elevator. True. I I can't just go do what I want to. I can't just go to the parade because I've got to wait for an elevator. There's no stair option, which I don't like. Is there only one elevator? There's two elevators. elevators. There's one on, one off. Because I remember at Disneyland when that was the case, they would have one that would bring you up and then they usually timed it really well to have the one that was going down just like right there for you. Well, when I've done it, I'm waiting behind groups that have already gotten off the ride. And so I have to wait for the, I mean, maybe it was a, you know, I've done it a few times as I don't know if it's a coincidence, but yeah, that that part I dislike about the Astro Orbiter because well, I you know what, I'm going to give Orbitor a point because um, well, it's when I was a kid, future was <laughs> different. Two ninety four. Yeah, it, that that is true. When you get off, you do have to wait for an elevator, and that's that's kind of weird. Um, yeah. So 
with 12 rockets. So I, I figured I, I did a, a little little math here. So if the ride length is 90 seconds with 12 rockets, if you were able to get two people into each one, which you can't always guarantee because a lot of people will just go one. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you were to pack every rocket, that's 288 people per hour. If if you manage to pull off the entire thing in five minutes. Which is, I mean, it's a little generous. Maybe maybe that's a little too long. I think five still, is reasonable. If it's a 90-second ride, and that's from start to finish, and then, yeah, I think five minutes is reasonable. Yeah. So Loading, offloading, that's, that's nobody. No wonder, no wonder the wait is always an hour. Do either one of you have any, like, major points left or anything? Uh, land impact. Oh. Okay. I mean, okay. Disneyland's got to win on that one, but go ahead. I don't know if it wins it. well. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, it certainly has an impact. True. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, did you want to do that, or, or do you want me to just kind of jump into some generalizations jump that I'm in. getting into? Okay, okay. Yeah. You've got thoughts. Yeah. So here's where I'm at with this. I think it cannot be understated how really lovely the piece of machinery is at Disneyland. Um, For what it is, it really, really, uh, it gets there. However, the placement is stupid. It's, it's, It's the worst possible place you can put that kind of a thing. It's like... It's like if you were to do that in Roller Coaster Tycoon, it would give you a virus. It would give your computer a virus because it'd be like, no, <laughs> you're not allowed to do this anymore. Um, and I think that and I'm going to make a leap here that is very it's very much a me leap. I don't mean it in a serious way um, where Disney World has a tendency in my mind to do that thing where they like over promise and under deliver. I think Disneyland completely does this here where it's it's just a spinner ride and that's fine, but it's where it is, which causes a ton of problems. Whereas at Disney World, it's like it could very it could very much be seen as like, here's this extra decorative thing that you could also ride if you want to, which is what that ride should be. It works really well as like the horsey in front of the Kroger, you know, right. Um, When it becomes more of a presentational element of like, here, look at this amazing science sculpture. They they should have had the sculpture in front and kept the ride at the top. Right. That's where they they would have collapsed the building. Well, yeah, but that would have been a new building after it collapsed. Right. (laughs) A lot of wood. And and then that would have forced them to do something about the people. That's true. (laughs) um yeah i mean it's it's a tarted up dumbo yeah so okay this versus dumbo which one do you go on right you did it this time um (laughs) yeah i think that that's absolutely true both both are stroller hell Mm -hmm. um that those areas where it's dumbo's not right it dumbo's not right in the middle of everything at the end of the land i'm just saying Astros, right. Orbiter v Orbitor. Oh, I see. It, it's it's both an area. They both are near areas where, where where people will park their strollers because they can bring their kids onto this. Not like 
a lot of that is kind of obscured in Disney World, but still, when you're on the ground level walking around, it's it, there's just stuff everywhere. There are people standing around. You don't know where the line, and it it really sort of starts. shares a cue with the people mover in a way, right? Right. You look at it and you go, oh, I'm not going to get on. Oh wait, no, that's that's not the people mover line. I'm getting on the people mover now. Um, but yeah, they, they it none of it's appealing from a cue level, but when it comes down to the the land. It's it's a weenie at at Walt Disney World. It's yeah. up there. It's moving. It's doing stuff. Even if you don't ride it, it's nice to look at. I read something today where some people apparently say that they they're not aware. Some guests aren't aware that there's an actual ride there. Maybe that's that's fair because you don't expect to wait in a long line, then go up a gantry lift mm. to another platform to get onto a spinner. Maybe, maybe that's true, but I think hey, it works especially best. at night. I think it kind of works best as a ride that not many people know is a ride. I think True. that, that I mean, cause what do you, it's not there. It's, it's not awe inspiring or anything. It's just kind of cool. And it, it's cool when you're on and, it. Yeah. And getting I into mean, that nostalgic thing. I remember feeling like, you know, I've ridden Dumbo up to a certain age. Now I'm ready to cross the threshold into mm-hmm. rocket jets. And that was a, big deal but it, the, it's a it's a thrilling ride it legit it is, is when fast. it's up tall it, it's <laughs> fast it's super high up you can feel yeah. the g's you've got yeah. things coming at you it's so eric to your point on the land impact just to sum it up the astro orbiter is a weenie the astro orbiter is a dick <laughs> <laughs> It just sticks out there, yeah. and you go. I got to walk around this thing. I got to navigate oh, around way. it. Yeah. Oh no! But it, but it's very decorative. That's true. It is. It's, it's very pretty. That tattoo so continues that, to work. Yeah, right. That tattoo has two different meanings depending it's, on when you encounter it, especially at night. Yeah. Oh my! But yeah, it's. It's a good, it's a good ride. I think we've lost it, but you got I'll Mickey just keep and the stock on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Twenty-foot uh, uh, arm connects the rocket to the central tower. Twenty good. feet. Can you imagine such an arm? Oh my. Yeah, you're right. It, it, hopefully nobody, it, hopefully it isn't everyone's focal point. If everybody wanted to ride that ride, the the, the line wouldn't work. It, does it Does it have a long line because of low capacity and, you know, like if it was just easy to get on? I mean, I don't know. I think I'm answering my own question because of the Astro Orbitor because they're both about the same. You know, I looked at it earlier today. One was 35, one was 40. So it's just, it's an inefficient ride. You get a little more efficiency with Orbitor because you don't have to wait for the elevator. But at the end of the day, you're waiting the same amount of time. Yeah. And and I think if you're going to, I think there are certain tropes that exist in amusement parks that we all accept. Like it's okay to have a low capacity, slow loading ride. As long as everybody knows that that's what we're in for. I do feel sorry for anybody who like, this is your favorite ride. Because mm. first of all, what kind of life does that person yeah. have? And second, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, favorite, yeah, favorite ride. I, I, 
treasure my memories of the original the original Star Jets because it was so stark. That was the stark Tomorrowland of our our youths where everything's white and gray and you're up real high. And I, I remember, yeah, you're right, Dan. It was the upgrade from Dumbo. You felt yeah. cooler riding. And if that. it's, and if it's on the ground, what's the point? You know? Right. Yeah. yeah agree. It, it felt Just cool going Dumbo. to do that. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> if it has not been apparent, I believe, and Dan, correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, the Astro Orbiter in Florida is the supreme Tomorrowland spinner attraction. With 305 points. <laughs> versus seven uh nine including nine. the one that i threatened to take away <laughs> i mean technically you gave negative 12 oh okay um so so if that's the case then <laughs> nah. we're, we're negative three for jeopardy rules nah, here I'll, you keep have it, to pay. I'll keep it at nine i'll keep it at nine. <laughs> oh okay. if i can make a ride pay all units attack that spaceship yeah, it's a fun ride. It's uh, it's it's exciting. It's you know, it's no nobody's e-ticket top attraction, right? It, it's 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 great kinetic energy. It does a lot for that land. It fits well with the the spaceport version. It's kind of gone back to the old stale white everything white kind of thing. And Tomorrowland problem in Florida is just as uh, just as significant as Tomorrowland problem in California. Uh, I mean, you think about yeah. the attractions there. Rocket jets is maybe the only futuristic thing. Monsters laugh floor, and there's nothing where the alien encounter was. You've got the Carousel of Progress, which is great. Walt touched it, but uh, the the you know future scene is from 20 years ago. The this Tomorrowland Speedway. I mean, the only thing you really got going for you is the um, is the the Astro Orbiter and and Cosmic Rays, like. Yeah, that's Tomorrowland, right? Well, in Space so, Mountain, and and only that one well, room in Cosmic Rays, because if you can't see Sunny oh, Eclipse, true. then it's just a large room full of people. Exactly, eating. Sunny Eclipse is the key to Cosmic Rays. You're right. However, I I do have to say, if you are at Disneyland and you're eating your fried chicken at the Plaza Inn and you hear the load and unload spiel for Astro Orbitor over and over again, and you think to yourself, "I got to ride me that ride." And you look over and there's literally no line, like like maybe three people tops. Get on it. Cause in those conditions, it's a good ride. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> All right. Bonus so, points if it's night. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh so I think we nailed it. It's a long episode for a short subject, as is our MO. Um <laughs> I want to remind you of the other shows on our network, namely this one and uh scraping the vault two incredibly fun and entertaining podcasts. And then there's ears up, ears up in deppth. Uh, the milk book lemonade around the corner, Bantha milk, a star Wars podcast. Um, they released an episode. Oh, they did. Yeah. Is it about, did, uh, did the a star Wars thing happen? <laughs> Is it about <laughs> the they're, they're toilet repair? About holiday gifts? I haven't listened to it yet. It came out today. It's about the Whatever toilet repair episode 26. Yes. <laughs> the porcelain throne. I got so, so we we kind of make fun of them, but you gotta you gotta. I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, they start this podcast right when like all of these Star Wars things are coming out. It's gonna be like Star Wars. This, well, it was this, Mandalorian. This, this, this. That was well, the, the Mandalorian. But then like also all of these Star Wars things were happening because people like seemed to just, they were just like give me more Star Wars, and then all of a sudden everyone's just like Kathleen Kennedy is an actual villain in my life personally. Yeah. <laughs> Out to get me, 
Todd Oof. in Tustin. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Dang Todd. it, Todd. <laughs> uh, also, listen to Spectral Radio. It's a lot of fun. I've been listening to it. Uh, I listen to it to pass the time during work days. I'm doing a report or writing a blog for concierge. I listen. Are you now? <laughs> well, if. If. <laughs> Uh, listen to Spectral Radio. It's a lot of fun. Contact us. Uh, go ahead and whatever you're listening to, if you enjoyed this episode, even if you didn't, well, maybe if you did, um, go into your phone and go to the app you're listening to and write a review. Give us some stars, thumbs up, like, whatever. It is very helpful for the network to keep us uh, creating content. Uh, you can contact me at jimmy at uh, earsup-podcast.com or jhunt at concierge.com. Eric is at ejohnson at concierge.com. Dan is dan at earsup-podcast.com or? Um, what? <laughs> is there an Nothing. or? Uh, no. Actually, no, I do have a request, though, because I am thinking about, no promises here, I'm thinking about doing a Twitch stream where I uh, watch cringy theme park videos and make fun of the people that are putting a lot of creative effort and energy into making them. Um, so if you have any hmm. suggestions, send them my way. Oh, that's a great idea. Please do at Dan at ears up hyphen podcast.com. Um, and Dan, you're going to Disneyland on the 18th. I am. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm looking forward to going back and seeing it just dead empty with yeah because we no, just i mean we just talked about you being there for four right. days straight i can't believe you're subjecting yourself right. to that with uh, no people with matching hawaiian shirts that have complaints about ridiculous things yeah and you should All go that, yeah. eat at the golden horseshoe because we did that episode right. i want you to see check in and see yeah. what's the salad situation like booth? <laughs> yeah can you sit in walt's booth how uh, yeah. are the salads Do i can't they have chicken out. tenders <laughs> Um. Yeah. So uh, in join the, the uh, join well join Patreon. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. If join you Patreon. enjoy our content, and please you know join pa- the ears up Patreon and then join the Discord server for Patreon subscribers. Um, we've had a lot of people actually join. I, I know not all of us are in the Discord all, all the time, but um, I've I've been having some fun in there. We set up a gaming channel. Uh, we set up a few other good good channels in there and uh, we've had a few people join recently who have been binging our show awesome and join while we're at it join the military if you're the right age and the right demographic do you know you could hey we're uh, protect our freedom and (laughs) you know yeah yeah (laughs) uh okay so i'll probably put something in the show notes about the fact that we recorded this episode on two consecutive sundays they didn't they didn't notice you don't have to seamless seamless editing (laughs) poor eric has to edit this for tomorrow which is the 20th minimal editing (laughs) it's so much better (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah well and and thank you uh good job eric the astro orbiter is the supreme tomorrowland spinner join us next time where we will do something else <laughs> We're still working on uh elsa and nemo uh we had some scheduling conflicts nemo just closed so it would have been perfect timing to talk about because frozen's gone for good nemo's gone for good so Perhaps the subjects are relevant, but these two have a lot to say. And, Never stopped uh, us before. <laughs> we're excited. We're excited about it. True. So uh, join us next time. And until then, be good to each other. 
get vaccinated. Rewind. We love you. Be kind. And rewind. Rewind. <laughs> Why you just put yeah, and you could include this as part of it. You should just put all the scraps in after hours with just not not linear, no ex- explanation besides this. Just <laughs> that's perfect. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs>